Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your body, your health, your wellness from where it is that you are right now to being unstoppable. And today I want to talk to you about my five steps to the pursuit of perfection. And you may think about perfection as something that's unachievable and in some ways maybe it is, but I want you to think about the word perfection as in what it is that's success for you, what it is that to be that pinnacle of that point for you is, and call that perfection. Because we're all striving for something more, and I think if we, if we dig deep and we have something that we're really, really aiming for, then we can structure our mind, we can structure our actions in a way that is going to enable us to be able to achieve that. For me, perfection is a really strong word. Success is one thing and success means different things to different people, but just so does perfection. Because you could look at, I don't know, let's say it's a, a decorated cake and you could look at that and say, man, that is perfect. The finest chef in the world could come along and say, that tastes perfect. The best cake decorator in the world may come along and say, that's flawed because this here, this little mark here, it's not perfection. But to a lot of people, it is perfection. So your definition is gonna be something different. Step number one in your pursuit of perfection is understand what it is that you want. What the hell do you want to be perfect at? What is it? That might sound so fundamentally simple, yet so many of us go through life trying to achieve something without actually putting a clear label on it to say, that is what I want. I want to be a A-list celebrity in a movie. I want to be bigger than The Rock. Something like that in action movies, you know, whatever, whatever it is for you. It's different. Me personally this year, one, as, as well as the success of my business, one of the things that I want to achieve is that sexy six pack defined body that I've never had before. Now there's a couple of, well, I'll, I'll, the next part comes down to, to number two, uh, but I've been very, very clear about what it is that I want. I can visualize it in my mind's eye. I can tell you exactly what it is. I can describe it. I can go from head to tail and tell you exactly what it is that I want to achieve for myself. Really, really important. Most people don't do that. And even if it's the success of your business, what do most people say? I want to make a million dollars, whether it's a million dollars turnover, a million dollars profit, uh, some of you it might be 10 million, it might be 100 million, it might be a billion, but whatever it is, we normally come up with a number that's got zeros at the end of it. And that can be fine, but is that really it? Is that really it? Is it all about the money? For some people, yeah, that might be it. But I think you'll find that you get to a point where it's no longer about the money. And I'm sure if you look at the the top 10 richest people in the world. I doubt that any of them would say that it's about the money now. Maybe it never was for them. I think if you follow 
what you truly, truly love, what you're truly passionate about, then the money will follow if you keep working hard at it. Number two is why it is that you want this perfection. Why do you want that? Now for me, my story, the body, the six pack, I've looked at it in a couple of ways. One, I feel like I've always put myself behind others in terms of uh, what it is that I want to achieve. So that means whether it's in relationships, I've put other people ahead of me, and I've said, oh, well, I won't worry about that because you know, this person wants this, so I won't worry. I'll take my time away and my focus away from this and I'll give it to that person. Or you're just distracted uh, you know, by that other person or people or issues or whatever it is. The other one is the fact that I've never been able to stand there with my shirt off and say, wow, I really like what I see. That is... The perfection point for you. you know, I've never been able to get to that, that stage and I always believe that you can improve a little bit more but <clears throat> my point is that I know what I want to look like and I know why I want to get there because I've never done it before. And like I'm 52 years old, I've been training for 32 years and I've gotten, uh, I've never been out of shape, I've always had uh, some good definition but not where I wanted to be. And I thought, well, I want to be that now. And, uh, you know, I've received a, a bunch of criticism in the past for certain decisions that I've made and whether it's ending relationships or starting new relationships, uh, business relationships, I've received a lot of criticism for. But I've known in my heart of heart that they have been the, the best decisions for me. And I think one of the things that's also driving me is what Frank Sinatra said that the greatest revenge is being, I'm, I'm getting this wrong, I'm not saying it as succinctly as him, but the, um, the greatest revenge is be successful and happy and then what can anyone else say? They see you being happy, they see you being super successful and they're like, okay, well, I guess they were right or they just ignore it and just move on. But... Um, that's something else that's also driving me to say, do you know what? I'm going to show you that these were the right decisions for me. And I've managed to get into the shape of my life. And in many ways, I think some of these people were holding me back. And now to be able to do what I want when I want with the tools that I want, the people that I want, that's really powerful as well. So our whys can be really emotional. They can be deep, deep, deeply rooted things. And I think some of the, some of the reason for my success also dates back to um, probably back into primary, oh, not primary school, high school, junior high school. Uh, you know, back to the days when I was bullied and I didn't feel great about the image that I had for myself, which also helped drive me to write Awaken the Sexy Within. But I feel like I still have more to prove to myself of what I'm capable of. And there's probably an element of the fact that I'm 52 years old now. People think that when they're in their 50s that they're getting old and gosh, the 60s is just around the corner. And before you know it, uh, you know, most of your life is over. But I believe that I can 
still strive for perfection and be in the top 1% of health for my age, I can still do that. It doesn't matter how old I am, I can still do that. I can keep striving for that success and that perfection. But here's the problem with most people, they don't ascertain why it is that they want what they want. We don't do that, we just start out on this journey and it starts out from oh, kind of high school and as you progress through high school, at such a young age, you're forced to make these decisions about well, which subjects are you going to, uh, are you going to do? What career path are you going to follow? What are, you, what are you going to do? And you have to make that at such a young age when you really haven't experienced life at all, but you've got to make these very, very important decisions. And often it's driven by well, what are you good at? What are you like at this point in your life? And then you spend the next, in my case, six years uh, working towards becoming a chartered accountant. And I have no regrets about doing that because um, I've learned a lot and I'm a better business person as a result of it. I'm a better coach as a result of it as well. And I'm, I certainly stand out ahead of anyone else in my industry uh, because of uh, the background that I have. But if I had made a different choice, uh, back when I had to make those choices, maybe I would be further ahead. Maybe I would not be as far ahead. My decision was I liked numbers. It was the only subject that I was good at, maths and accounting. So that was the career path I followed. And it wasn't until 19 years later that I realised that this probably isn't going to be something I can do for another 20 or 30 years. Hence, running my own business now for 12 years and loving that and finding what it is that I wanted to do. And again, I found my why and my what and made them very, very powerful. Just like I have when you get into your business and you say, well, okay, why do you want to do this product, this service? Why do I want to achieve the body that I want to achieve? It's super important to me. The other side of it is that I think that I will become a much better role model for men, just men generally, but uh, men that are around my age or a little bit younger or even a little bit older to say, wow, you can still achieve that at that age? That's incredible. I want to work with you. I want to learn how I can achieve that plus have an amazing level of health as well. I think there's the same in that for women in saying that, wow, look at that. He's 52 years old. He looks fantastic. And I want to learn how he does that. I think there's another opportunity through the nutrition company that I work with, Isogenics, in showing that, wow, these are the world's best supplements. And wow, look at what they've done. Help him do, support him in achieving the body and look that he wants. That's incredible. I want to get involved with that. So I have thought about it from that perspective as well. Uh, but the, probably if I had to pick out one, the main reason is I want to prove to myself what I'm capable of achieving for me, just me this year. And at the start of the year, I said 2020 is my year. There's a lot of rubbish that happened in um, 2018, 2019. Um, horrible, horrible stuff. Family violence and 
all kinds of stuff against me and it just it was not not nice at all and i wanted to just say do you know what this is my year 2020 then COVID hit but i said this is still my year i'm going to make this my year absolutely nothing's going to hold me back not even COVID, because my why is so strong and i'm right on track number three so let's recap you've determined what you want you've determined why you want it my belief is that once you've done those two things there's one thing that everybody must do next what do you think that would be it's to get something get coaching you must get coaching as soon as possible and yes it might be expensive it might be more than you can afford but you've got to find some way to invest in yourself no matter what area this is to find the coach that's right for you that you can gel with that's going to uh, resonate with you that's going to be um, you know passionately aspiring to you i think that is super super important because they will take you there the fastest possible route otherwise you'll find that you're just dibby dibbing um, i can't think of the word diddy daddling what do you say um, I can't think of the, the, the phrase, but you're, you're just messing around and not actually doing the work that's really necessary. So you can see how things start to fall apart. If you're trying to strive for perfection and you're, you're not very clear on what it is that you want or why you want it and you just go and get a coach, is it going to work? Well, the coach could be the best coach in the world, but... They could also give you the best strategy in the world. But if you don't do the work because you're not clear on what it is that you want and why, you're not going to achieve that perfection for you because you don't really know what it looks like. You haven't been clear on it. And this is so, so true with so many aspects in your life. Whether it could be relationships, it could be uh, finances, it could be raising your kids, your own health, um, uh, you know, hobbies, anything. We find that we just, I don't know, oh, this looks good, let's do that for a bit. And then you move on to something else, or let's do that for a bit, or let's do that for a bit. And you don't actually really find something that you're, you're really, really excited about that's going to uh, make a difference beyond you. So, Therefore, you're unlikely to find a coach. But then if one day you think, oh gosh, I should get a coach. I mean, we all need coaching in all areas of our life, really, let's face it. But when that coach comes along, if you haven't done that work to ask yourself what you're aiming for, then you're just going to think, oh, well, it's a good idea. Something will come of it. I mean, you see so many people, I'm sure you know of them too, so many people that have had coaching before, and they've never done anything with it. And why is that? Because they don't really know what to do with that next step. Or they haven't continued with the coaching. Or they stop the coaching because the coach gets them to do something that they don't want to do. And they don't really understand it. Or it makes them feel too uncomfortable. And they stop. I can think of someone uh, that was very close to me actually. And they... Uh, they got some coaching uh, at my suggestion and 
It was around uh, some very specific uh, topics for them. But because the coach was pushing them hard, they didn't want to do the coaching anymore. And they said, well, it's just, a, it's just not my style. Um, they're too hard. That kind of hard-nosed coaching approach for me doesn't work. Now, look, I get that horses for courses, right? But the coach probably that's going to wrap you up in cotton wool is not necessarily going to get you the right outcomes. And I know for sure that this particular person is still going through the same issues because they pretty much gave up on the coaching. They weren't doing all the work that was required. And uh, it's a real shame because it was a, a tremendously missed opportunity. And if I reflect back, I think, well, what they wanted and why they wanted it was probably not crystal clear. And they'd never had coaching before, so they'd never had that experience. And as soon as something got a bit tough, they found that it was just too difficult and they needed to retreat. And if you know somebody that's like that, or whether you call it coaching or, or anything else where there's been an uncomfortable situation like that, where they've had to really dig deep and push into something and backed away, I guarantee you that there will be a range of other things in their life where they do exactly the same thing. And there absolutely was for this person as well. And it breaks my heart when I see that happen sometime because you see the potential in people and you can see how much pain they're in and how much they need something. And then when it's there, they don't, they don't take it. And this leads on to the next point, number four, which is about no excuses. There's, there is just no excuse for making excuses. Life is short. It's precious. I've had a, a really good friend this week who's lost his wife after, I think, 26 years. Uh, there's a funeral next Wednesday. Um, only nine or 10 people are allowed to attend, which is pretty much uh, just some of their family, not even all their family. It's going to be streamed on Zoom. He can't, no one can even be there for him afterwards, apart from a couple of family members, but um, afterwards, um, you know, after the funeral. So he's going to go home to an empty house and have to deal with this all himself. We can't even visit. Uh, so it's, it's tremendously, tremendously tough. And it just makes you realise how short life is, how precious it is, and how people are just wasting, wasting their life and making up excuses and complaining about what it is that they don't have in their life, complaining all about COVID and um, how we should be able to not wear masks and have no restrictions and just live your freedoms. But most of the people that are complaining about that are people that don't really have a whole bunch of uh, goals or, or vision or anything like that. They're just complaining for the sake of complaining. And yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable and it's awkward, but we've got to do this for the, the greatness of the, of the world and the health of the world and uh, certainly our like, local area, but then it, it expands out because we then travel and we don't want to give it to any other people either. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's no excuses for it. And when it comes to pursuing perfection in that area of your life or multiple areas of your life, if you're so resolute on what it is and why you want it, why would you make up excuses as you why you can't get there? I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I'm not smart enough. I don't have all, the, all of these things. 
Well, you have everything you need right inside you. You can be as resourceful as you want to be. You might not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. That's for sure. I'm, I wasn't a smart kid at school, um, but I'm passionate about what it is that I do. And I'm hungry and I've got good connections. And if I don't know the answer, I will find out the answer. If I can't help you, I'll find somebody that can in a particular you know, area, an allied health professional or something like that. There's always a way if you're willing to find it. Don't make up excuses for why you are where you are right now and you can't be somewhere else. COVID this year has had a devastating impact on so many businesses around the world, but certainly here too. I mean, um, this morning, oh, it was actually yesterday afternoon, uh, late here, that um, I heard that uh, Donald Trump is in hospital now with COVID. This morning, they're talking about how uh, there's been reports he's freaking out about it. Now, who knows what to believe, but um, obviously it's serious. He's, I think, what's he, 77, something like that, or 74. Uh, so he's in that, that age group that is very, very uh, vulnerable. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he's okay. But the point here is, well, I guess there's a few points. You could say, well, life's short. He's had a pretty, pretty full life, I think. Uh, but um, it would be horrible to lose a president this way. Um, the, the point about COVID is as hard as it has been and the devastation that it has caused, uh, it's easy to find the tremendous opportunities that are within COVID if you want to find them. And uh, I recorded a, a podcast here, I think it was maybe a week or so ago, uh, so talking about if you had the opportunity to live with co through COVID again, would you? And I said I would uh, because it's just created so many opportunities. And I won't delve into that any further. You can go and listen to that podcast if you haven't. It's a good one. Uh, but uh, COVID, it was easy to make excuses. We're still going through it. It's easy to make up excuses as to why you're not doing anything. And it's interesting when I'm like just this week, I've been able to start seeing people again because they've relaxed some of our restrictions last Sunday. And um, some people were saying to me, oh, it must be good to get back to work. And it's interesting because I think, who do you think I am? That I wouldn't be doing any work over the past six months. It's like, that is crazy. But that's just some people's perceptions. Those people that know me, know how busy I've been. Like this week, this week I've worked, uh, excluding uh, today, uh, 81 hours I've worked. Uh, no, that does include today. 81 hours I've worked this week and I've got another, probably another 10 to 12 hours that I'll be working over the weekend. So 93 hours in total I'll be working. And my schedule has pretty much looked the same for the last six months because I knew what I wanted and how important it was to use this time effectively to help grow the business and, and do all those things so that I was ready when it's time to get moving again and get the business, uh, you know, being able to see, see more clients. So, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm dumbfounded that people would think that I'm doing nothing, which tells you what, probably means that they've been doing pretty much nothing over the last six months. So no excuses. And then step five is about not stopping. Don't ever stop. Like if you want perfection in a particular area or multiple areas of your life, do not stop. You can't stop. Um, which is why I don't stop on the weekends. I work every day, even if it's only for a few hours before the kids get up on the, um, the days that, um, the, on the weekend where I'm with them or through the week, I get up early. I do work before they're up so that it means that I can spend time with them at the various points in the day. But you can't stop. And probably even, gosh, three years ago, or certainly five, it would get to the weekend, I wouldn't do any work. I wouldn't do anything. I'm like, oh, well, I've worked really hard through the week. Uh, I'd see a couple of uh, clients for coaching sessions on a Saturday morning, but then that would be it. I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but now, I'm like, if you're going to be successful, you, you're finding perfection, you have to do it every single day. You just have to. There is no reason to be complacent and not be working really hard every day to achieve what it is that you need to achieve. So don't stop. Just don't stop. Life's short. You've got to keep moving. Perfection will not just show up on your doorstep with a bow on it. You have to earn it. You have to work it. You can't make excuses. You need to get a coach. You need to have a very clear why and you need to know what it is that you're striving to achieve perfection in. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. Stay safe and I'll see you tomorrow.